Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Anybody know what knows what happens at Faith School? My spirit gets fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. One of the reasons we start out like this is because you don't want to wait halfway through the class to start believing that you're getting something. We're already releasing faith at the beginning of it. And the just shall live by faith. You don't just use faith when you get in trouble. Uh, faith is the way you should open your eyes in the morning. It's the way you should hear. It's the way you should speak. It's the way you should respond. And it is the way to victory. Victory that overcomes every problem that's going on in the world. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Let's release faith further to get answers today. Father, we thank you so much for being so kind to us, so good to us. Faithful are you, Lord, and very gracious and merciful. We ask for more help. We ask for grace. We ask for answers, revelation, guidance. Uh, open our eyes and help us to see the Master, Jesus. Help us to see your ways and your will and uh, how to yield to you today to see the same kind of results now in our life that we see in your word here. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me in the ninth chapter of Luke, please. We we're into the 13th account of healing in our study that we're calling Faith for Healing. The healing of the lunatic son, the scripture calls him. And you'll find this in Matthew 17, Mark 9, and Luke 9. We, we read Matthew a little bit. Let's look over at Luke's account of this same healing. And beginning in verse 37, Luke 9. 37, it says, it came to pass that on the next day, now uh, we need to back up a little bit, uh, verse 34, to see what was happening. Verse 34, while he spoke, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered the cloud. There came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. This is, this is what happened the previous day. And days. Um, there uh, was this transfiguration. Back, back in verse uh, uh, 29, it says, As he prayed, he had taken Peter, John, and James up to this mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which was Moses and uh, Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Jesus got further clarity and insight 
into what was supposed to happen in his death right here. And Moses and Elijah, who hadn't been on the earth for a long, long time, talked to him about it. Is this amazing or is this amazing? This is amazing. The glory came on him and on them there, and it changed his appearance. The Bible said that uh, uh, his, the clothes he had on became white. If you read the other accounts, it says whiter than any whitener or bleaching agent could ever make them. It was an unnatural white. It was too white to be natural. It was just brilliant and glistening. And uh, Moses and Elijah showed up. And they, they too, and Jesus, those three, had a conversation about what was going to happen at Jerusalem and how Jesus was going to be delivered up and uh, crucified and mocked. And so uh, they, Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. He said, I lay it down and I've received commandment of my Father that I have power and authority to take it back up again. So Jesus let them take him by faith. He let them crucify him by faith. Even when he was hanging on the cross, you, uh, or, or prior to that, rather, uh, you know, he told his, his disciples, don't you know I could call on the Father and he'd give me legions of angels? Uh, but like Isaiah said, he opened not his mouth. Why? If he had and had been delivered, you and I'd be lost. The redemption would not have been accomplished. But he was not uh, caught by surprise by what happened. He was prepared. And the father prepared him through, he saw these things in prophecy. And um, then special thing like this. And so that's when it says the next day, verse 37, that's what had happened the previous day. <laughs> And so verse 37, it came to pass on the next day when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. There a crowd had formed down at the base of the hill. And behold, a man of the company cried out saying, Master, I beseech you, look upon my son, for he is my only child. This is one of the reasons why we look at all three accounts because Matthew didn't tell us that. Uh, he just didn't mention it. Uh, his only child, a son, and lo, a spirit takes him, or we might say gets a hold of him. And he suddenly cries out, and it tears him that he foams again, and bruising him hardly departs from him. The boy would have convulsions and seizures and, and frothing at the mouth and shrieking and screaming and the scripture says it was a spirit, a spirit. Spiritual things are real, aren't they? Now, Jesus didn't always rebuke spirits 
in order for people to get healed. I mean, we just read uh, uh, and studied what last week and the week before about him spitting on somebody, <laughs> right? Well, that wasn't casting the spirit out. And there are times he just spoke to them. And there are times he laid hands on them. And there are times they touched him. And so you don't want to try to create rules for every situation. This is too, there are too many variables. There's too many parts to this and too many parts we don't fully know. And so the only way to get it right is to be led by the Spirit. To pray, commune with God, and then be led by the Spirit. And when, the, when it needs to happen, the Spirit of God will prompt you, speak against a spirit. Command it to stop. Command it to quit. Command it to leave. And when it does, be bold to do it. Step right up. Speak right out. Expect it to happen. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And the Lord's power does the rest. He went on to say, I besought your disciples, verse 40, to cast him out, and they could not. Yeah, you got to remember, the disciples are there. They hear this. <laughs> right? And so Jesus comes down from the mount in the glory with Peter, James, and John, and there's just this angst down here in the group. And the other, uh, the 12 minus the 3, are also there, and the man yells out of the crowd uh, to the master, and he adds, and I brought him to these guys, and, and they couldn't help me at all. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. <laughs> and these guys are going, oh, Lord. <laughs> We've said it before, but let me say it again. A failure, a lack of results does not reveal the will of God. Y'all with me, class? People say, well, I prayed and prayed and it didn't happen, so it must not be the will of God. No, no, no. Well, I, I went to five different meetings and they laid hands on me and nothing happened, so I guess it just ain't the will of God. Well, you guess wrong. You guess wrong. Even the best of the best can have a bad day. Hmm? These guys are, they live with Jesus. They're on the road with Him. They are taught personally by Him. He personally authorized them and empowered them and sent them. And yet on this day, they pushed every button and pulled every lever and it didn't work. And all it proved was their unbelief. According to Matthew 17 that we just got through reading yesterday. That's all it proved. Didn't prove the will of God. So, you know, one of the big things that will get you through though is you just don't quit. Right? You just don't give up. You just don't quit. See, this man, he could have already left. Right? He brought his son to Jesus' disciples. Right? They did everything and nothing happened and nothing worked. He could have just went home. 
but he stayed. And then when Jesus came down, he hits him afresh and anew. Is that right? He comes to him. And he, he's still endeavoring to get help for his boy. And he got it. He got it. Hallelujah. He said, I besought your disciples to cast him out. They could not. And Jesus answering said, Ah, oh. <laughs> faithless, messed up generation. How long shall I be with you? He said, how much longer do I have to deal with this? <laughs> have you ever felt that way before? <laughs> this is all we know. We were born into this world and into this dimension. And this earth and this dimension is cursed. It's dark. It's full of death. And we make the best of it. <laughs> and we can have tastes of heaven on earth in the middle of it, but it's got problems, this world. And it's kind of, you know, one of the reasons why we're not told a lot about heaven, it's mercy. <laughs> right? Because we got to live down here for a little while. And if you really fully knew how great it was, to be in heaven, to be with God, to be in glory, to be out of this, you'd want to go right now, right now. You wouldn't want to live in this another minute. But there's a reason why we're here. And there's a call on us. And we have a mission to, to complete, a race to run, a course to finish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if the Lord goes, ah, faithless, distorted bunch, well, then maybe we could say it once in a while. You know, we go, oh, man, Lord. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> but he didn't just quit. He didn't just turn around and say, I, I'm, I'm tired of messing with y'all, and went back up the mount. <laughs> went back up into the glory. Aren't you glad he didn't do that? Yeah. He helped the man get from where he was to where he needed to be. And that's what we want to be. And you want to be honest and not judgmental. If you've grown to where you're not as unbelieving and doubting as you used to be, you just made progress. You used to be as bad as anybody else, right? You just have conveniently forgotten it. <laughs> But when you're dealing with other people, remind yourself, I used to be right there, right? Why are they so slow to believe? And why, why do they fight this? And why do they argue so much? Did you ever argue? Were you ever slow to believe? Did you ever have to be told more than three or four times? So we're all in the same boat. And the Lord was merciful and helped this man and helped many, and he's still helping us today. But you can tell unbelief. You know, the, the scripture said more than once, he upbraided his own over unbelief and hardness of heart. He was as strenuous and adamant with them about this as anything. 
He was like, where's your faith? Why are you so full of fear? Why don't you believe? So should we take these things seriously? Do we have to be this way? Why would the Lord be this way if you couldn't help it? That'd be unreasonable. That'd be unfair. And we already talked a couple of classes ago about faith is a choice. Come on, say it again. Faith Faith is a choice. choice. So when the Lord says, quit that. Quit being so full of fear and unbelieving. Can you do something about it? That's weak, class. I said, can, can you, if the Lord says, quit that, quit that doubting and wavering and being full of fear, can you get a hold of yourself and tell yourself, quit that? No, no, I believe this, right? I believe this, I've made up my mind, and then you start resisting all the other stuff. Can you do that? Yes, if you will. From the Lord's point of view, is there any reason why you shouldn't do that? There's no reason, which is, which is why he was the way he was about it. He had never lied to them. He had never misled them. He had never failed to do what he said he would do. His word was confirmed over and over again. They had no reason to doubt. We have no reason to doubt him either, right? We should believe. We should be quick to believe. And our, our, our faith should be full. Full persuasion. It said that uh, Jesus said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring your son here. How many believe Jesus can get results when other people don't? <laughs> come on, come on, class. You, that's not a trick question. Now, uh, how many believe Jesus can get results when other people come short? <laughs> and, you, and what you need to do sometimes is quit fooling with other people and say, I'm just taking this to Jesus. I'm just going straight to the source. Yeah. And uh, as he was yet coming, the demon threw him down and tore him or, or convulsed him. Uh, these things are real. And, and you can see different situations, the timing of things. Why did it happen then? Right then, right there, to disrupt. And maybe uh, you'll see the enemy gets skittish and scared if something's around that can drive him out. Can you see that? And a lot of times, They try to act up in situations to get everybody shaken so that people just kind of get scared and run away or or do something else. uh, But uh, Jesus is not so easily fooled. Right? And uh, Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. 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 And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amazed, amazed at the mighty power of God. Is the power of God still amazing? Can it still do things like this? You know, we studied uh, 
the healing, one of the earlier accounts, the healing of Peter's uh, mother-in-law. And the scripture said that they came into the house and they besought him, Jesus, for her and said she was taken with a great fever. And Jesus went into the room where apparently she is delirious out of it with this high, high fever. And the Bible said Jesus rebuked the fever. You remember that? Or if you weren't with us, you can go back and find it. Um, Listen to the whole thing. But Jesus rebuked the fever. Say it out loud. Jesus Jesus rebuked rebuked the fever. fever. Have you ever done that? (laughs) Have you ever rebuked a fever? If you haven't, why not? Are you a follower of the Lord? Are you a disciple of the Master? are Are you to be an imitator of Him? As a, as a child imitates its parent, its father. I, one of the times I read that years ago, I, I, I saw the phrase, it kind of came out to me, Jesus rebuked the fever. And I thought, now hold on, hold on. He's not praying. Jesus is not praying about this. He's not praying to the Father. He's not asking the Father to do something. He's not talking to Peter's mother-in-law. Didn't say he rebuked Peter's mother-in-law. He rebuked the fever. And I thought, he's talking to a fever. We haven't thought like that. Hmm? I said we haven't thought like that. We haven't realized everything. Somebody say everything, everything. Everything is word created. Everything. Well, if it's Word created, why would it surprise us it can be Word changed? Right? If Word's made it, Word's can change it. God created everything with His words. He spoke and it manifested. Well, He's called us to follow and imitate Him and to be speaking Spirits. Did Jesus function like this? Did he speak to things? And they changed. And the enemy would, has fooled most of the church into try, and putting his life and ministry at an unattainable place for all the rest of us. They said, well, yeah, he could do that because, you know, he's God. He wasn't functioning as God. He was doing it as a man, as a human being, showing us how to do it. We know that's the case. It continued in the book of Acts. Right? You follow history through through people like Peter, John, others. It continues to this day to those that will believe it and accept it. And so when I saw that, I saw he's talking to a fever. And I was reminded he spoke to wind. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to the trees. He spoke to things we would call inanimate things. And I thought, can a fever hear? See, does this take some mind renewal for us? Fever. Can a fever hear? Most church-going people don't talk to fevers. They never would. If they got a child running a high fever, the only thing they know to do is beg. Beg God. They know natural things Natural science, doctors, thank God for them. 
Or, and if they can't do it, beg God. Beg. But begging is not believing. And the Lord didn't tell us to beg. Which of these cases do we see the Lord say, what you need to do is more begging? (laughs) You are not serious enough about your begging. Huh? Do you ever see Jesus tell people, beg, beg some more? Then why is that what most people do? Beg, beg, beg. Oh, please, God. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Oh, please, oh, please. Religion will make you a beggar. Jesus will make you a believer. Hallelujah. And a believer is not a beggar. A believer makes commands. Whoo. A believer gives orders. Hallelujah. Did Jesus give an order to this thing? Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. When I read that about Peter's mother-in-law, I thought he's talking to a fever. Can a fever hear? I read the next phrase. It said, and the fever left her. I thought, yep. (laughs) Fever's got to be able to hear, right? Because it did exactly what he told it to do. Oh, church. Oh, class. We need to be speaking to things. I said, we, we need to be speaking. If you got a kidney that's not working, don't call it a dead kidney. Don't call it a bad kidney. Talk to it. Say, kidney, you're my kidney. <laughs> and you're going to work. Function normally. Kidney, blood, be cleansed. Lungs, be cleansed. Be clean. Function normally. Do you need to talk to some stuff, church? Do you? You even need to talk to your money. Money? Come in. Come in. I claim more than enough to pay every bill and to pay off every debt. Now, you know, people say, well, if people hear me say that, they, they'll think I've lost it. They'll make fun of me. Uh, would you rather uh, appease them or get your bills paid? Huh? And nobody said you had to stand in a street corner with a, with a, a microphone. <laughs> Some things you can say by yourself on your own, but you don't need to be ashamed of it. You don't need to be embarrassed about it. And when you need to do it, you need to do it. Right? If you see a tornado headed towards your place, don't just sit there and don't just cry. Command it. Did Jesus speak to the wind? Did he speak to the way? Command it. Say, stop. Peace. Be still. Calm down. Dissipate. Stop. Leave. And I said, well, that's, that's acting like Jesus. Exactly, exactly. It was the idea from the beginning. It's his idea. It's his plan. He showed us how to do it. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. And the scripture said, we having that same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. When you walk by faith, there's a lot of speaking that goes on. That's all the time we have today. Come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see here. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory. 
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.